Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the PvP community meltdown that happened on Twitter. If you're listening to this on iTunes or any of the podcast platforms, or if you're watching it on YouTube, it just probably hit, which means I'm live on my other channel. You can go to SNTRlive.com. I usually use cards on the video to bring you over to the live video. If you want all my content in one location, be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. So what happened? What is going on? Listen, I understand that this tends to happen once a year around January when Bungie's coming back from their holiday break. Everybody starts losing their minds and tweeting at them and getting really upset. I think the the lull in the content and the boredom starts to hit a fever pitch and then people get really, really angry. Now this morning on my stream, I tried to establish some empathy and sympathy in the community for why this Twitter tantrum sort of happened. I don't want to sound condescending. People don't feel valued, and that's something that they're able to speak in the way that they choose on Twitter the way that they did it. Okay, so they took to Twitter, and they actually got Bungie to become trending because they didn't feel valued. They basically were all spamming multiple times, I do not feel valued as a PvP player by Bungie. This is on the heels of more and more content creators decrying the game as not having enough content or expressing their own lack of interest in playing Destiny or making Destiny content. Many are continuing to ask, is Crucible ever going to get a good focus? Is this another free-to-play problem? Now listen, I'm going to try to give you the quick history lesson that I went over this morning so you understand, man, why is the Crucible crowd so angry? Why are they complaining all the time? I'm going to take you back in time to pre-Shadowkeep. Before Shadowkeep, we were given the assurance there would be an increased focus on the Crucible. Now, to Bungie's credit, they did that, but they only did it in a logistical way. It was just a logistical update. They moved some things around within the hoppers. They changed comp to something completely different. They put elimination into into the uh, Crucible Labs. And so everybody was just kind of like, I don't understand. Where's the renewed focus in Crucible? They didn't really do anything. They didn't really add any loot or make anything all that special. Then we get into Season of Dawn and whispers of Trials of Osiris coming back starts to circulate in the community. Everybody starts to get pretty excited. End of that season, we rebuild the lighthouse and here comes Trials of Osiris. (laughs) And then Trials of Osiris falls flat on its face falls flat on its face so they were promised reinvigoration and a, new, and a renewed focus and they didn't really get it it was all logistical so it was really hard for them to feel those value points and then whenever they went into trials launch everybody got really excited again and nothing and it, and it fell on its face and it did terrible keep in mind a small portion of the community cares about about trials so the core crucible audience was sort of left wondering are you ever going to really update anything for us fast forward all the way to beyond light not only did beyond light do virtually nothing for the crucible they removed modes they removed maps they added one gun that could randomly drop and they added stasis and stasis to me was sort of the wrecking ball to the shaking house of cards of the crucible people were still sort of enjoying themselves they felt like the gun meta had gotten into a pretty decent place and then stasis comes in and wrecks everything so if you think in that perspective and from that perspective about why it's been so frustrating to be a crucible player you might understand why they're really really irritated okay i'm not necessarily defending their approach but i'm saying i understand where they're coming from i understand why they're frustrated so what happened okay 
there's been a growing displeasure from many in the PvP community about how much the Crucible gets ignored or feels like an experiment gone wrong. Beyond this, the presence of Stasis continues to be a cause of contention. Shatterdive is apparently being looked at, but that doesn't seem like enough. What I said this morning is that Stasis is more than just a really strong super, it's a presence in the Crucible that is completely disrupting the flow of combat and the flow of maps. Over the years, even I myself, I've taken up for the PvP side of the game with respect for the lack of updates and giving players a reason to log in and play daily, weekly, and seasonally. I get that the largest portion of the game is PvE, but the offerings outside of Trials of Osiris have been meager at best. Recently, we discussed if free-to-play was a mistake, and there are those within the Destiny community who continually point to this as the cause for the Crucible not getting enough updates from, you know, Iron Banner rewards and no updated loot for the Crucible they're like it's because of free to play okay the reasoning is simple Bungie can't charge for PvP so they don't focus on it since they don't actually generate any direct money from it that's kind of the logic that people use I don't think the logic is bad I just don't think that's actually the issue so stop blaming free to play okay there are plenty of reasons to be in support of making access to certain aspects of the crucible free mainly from other games and findings about fragmenting your player base most notably 343 with Halo and Respawn with Titanfall two they learned that you don't want to fragment your player base you don't want to charge for maps because then you have the haves and the have-nots and it disrupts the flow of matchmaking because you have people who cannot play together every time i got the new maps in call of duty there were guys in our team that couldn't play on those maps so i never played on them and then on the off occasion that i didn't play on them i was super unfamiliar with them and i didn't like them because i hadn't been playing on them so i stopped playing on those maps and would only play in the playlist where they didn't show up So it fragments your player base and it makes matchmaking a pain point. So I am completely in support of the idea of saying free to play crucible is good for the crucible. Now cheating is a completely other subject and we still don't really have genuine anti-cheat, but that's for another day. The difference, however, is taking the sensible philosophy and extending it to loot and quality seasonal updates for NPCs. So it's a sensible philosophy to say we have to make access to the Crucible free. And then they extend that out and say, well, you know, quality updates, seasonal updates, any loot that we add also has to be free. No, it doesn't. This could be done in a similar way with how Bungie sets up the season pass. You look at the season pass, there's stuff on the top tier, and then there's the grayed out bottom tier, and you don't get it if you don't pay. The idea here is very, very simple. You can update the Crucible with new loot, seasonal ranks, seasonal perks, cool things to invest in, and a reason to log in daily, weekly, and seasonally to get those things from Shacks. Basically, the idea would be you rank up, you get cooler perks, there's cool cosmetics at the end of the season, maybe some directional agency towards some of the new weapons they're going to be adding and that is all done for season pass owners only typically when I outline this idea pushback comes in two forms people say that's pay to win or they say people will complain First, this is not even in the most remotest sense a form of pay to win. It's not pay to win. Every expansion, every season, anytime they've ever had new content that costs money would also be considered pay to win. This is literally saying there's new loot. You need to own the season to get the loot. So stop blaming free to play. That is not a reason to not update the Crucible. That is not a reason to not put new loot in there. Now, we know their bandwidth is limited. This was admitted by Joe Blackburn in a Polygon article where he said, listen, 
we don't have enough people to do this we're increasing the reward team if you're increasing the reward team Bungie you need to set your sights on the core playlist Okay, the, the core audience needs to be fed when people are like oh free to play players are c- going to complain that doesn't matter to me and I genuinely mean that if you're a free to play player and you're complaining about seasonal content being behind a paywall I literally don't care about your opinion you're a non-paying freeloader and your opinion doesn't matter new content should cost money period Okay? The core audience needs to be fed. Last section, top-heavy. The game is super top-heavy right now. Beyond Light certainly has its flaws and its shortcomings, but it ultimately delivered a good expansion with new and better ways to chase new loot within the game. Empire Hunts, the story elements with the Stranger, and the Raid are all high points, okay? This is not the best expansion they've ever made, but it is a good expansion. It got the job done. Now, Season of the Hunt's another topic for another day. It didn't actually do all that well. The annual structure of updating the game feels more now more now so than ever, like a very top-heavy game. The core pillars of the content are incredibly lacking with both loot and updates to the activities themselves or their attached NPCs. So when you think of the game right now, Beyond Light's like teetering on top of these little teeny chicken legs. You got Crucible, Vanguard, and Gambit, and they're shaky, and they're thin, and they're frail. There's nothing there, and yet Beyond Light is sitting atop that. That's your game. It's a top-heavy chicken leg game they skipped leg day this game can't run and function if the core funnels and the core activities are ignored one of the main reasons that's so frustrating in beyond light so much of the contents like go run strikes go do gambit go into crucible it's like there's nothing there though they're shaky like these two little toothpicks you have to update the core activities this is why the crucible crowd feels ignored They've been the skipped leg day for years, and they're like, when are we going to get anything? Debates about balance and stasis and OP weapons and supers will be never-ending. I welcome those. Those are always fun and really, really spicy. The main point here is that the Destiny community will accept mundane grinds and monotony if loot pursuit is worth it. Very basic updates to the Crucible vendor and the loot pool would make a massive difference, especially if it could happen seasonally and make Bungie money. They can make money on seasonal loot updates to Crucible, make money from people wanting to play the crucible and now people have a reason to put up with the mundane and the monotony of maps and modes that they've played for years why loot loot is the driver people will run nightfalls people will run raid strikes and monotonous content over and over and over again if the loot is there the carrot has to justify the journey and the crucible journey leads to virtually nothing right now and that needs to change as always we're going to do q a after this so stick around in the live audience for that if you're watching us on the other channel come join us at sntrlive.com and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the PvP community meltdown. If you're listening to this on any of the audio podcasts or you're watching it on the YouTube upload channel, you can probably catch me live right now at SNTRlive.com. Be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. SNTRnetwork.com is going to continue to get an increase in features and perks for you, as well as a community Q&A. If you can't catch these live, that is a free feature on the site. Just make a profile. First question coming in from Barrett. Is the hate from this event because we have had far better dawning 
Uh, well, this is off subject, so I'm actually going to skip. I'm not going to allow an off subject thing. We did a dawning talk yesterday. That feels like a bleed over for some reason. Uh, Barrett says the meltdown seems to be spawning more than just PvP, but also PVE and event design. Is there a bigger issue that is stemming from Bungie's lack of innovation and quality control, or Destiny's state that are making the community fed up with the hamster wheel? I mean. You have to kind of take it in pieces because everybody gets upset for different reasons. And so I think sometimes we can get lost in the shuffle. It's like, well, someone's going to come in and say, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to chase. And then another person in the room is going to be like, there's plenty to do and chase. I don't have all the God rolls from Wrathborn hunts or Empire hunts or Europa or the raid. You know, there's, there's still plenty of things for me to chase. And then the other person's like, yeah, but I don't care about any of that. Or they're like me. I, I, I said this morning that people keep telling me I sound like I'm burned out and I keep saying that I'm not burned out and they're like well maybe you're in denial and I finally figured out the difference there's an enormous difference between being burned out from overplaying or playing too much which is typically what I think of when I hear the term burnout there's a huge difference between burnout and boredom burnout typically comes from playing too much what you just log a ton of hours and you just get just annoyed or 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 irritated and you kind of throw your hands up and the analogy that I gave was, you know, if you continue to watch a show over and over and over and over and over again, you just keep rewatching the seasons and then you get burned out and you no longer want to watch it. That's not the same as a new season coming out and being boring to you. You don't like what they're doing with the characters. You don't like what they're doing with the story. So you're bored and you stop watching the show. So I'm not burned out on the show. I'm bored with the season. I'm like, this isn't really do. It's not pulling me. There's 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 a missing element. There's a missing hook. Um, and so I'm not burned out. I didn't log a ton of hours. I, I, I hit the boredom wall pretty quickly. And so it's so difficult to quantify this and say, what's actually going on? What's the real issue? I think on the PVE side, there are three problems, a foundational problem. They didn't update core activities and the core activities are interwoven into too much of beyond light. And that created frustration. People are like, why am I running Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit? There's nothing really new here, okay? So that's a problem on the foundation. That was an update to the game's core that they should have taken care of, and they didn't. Then, there's a problem beyond the foundation. You get into the specifics. I think the raid perks are boring. Other people think they're great, they're best in slot, they love running that raid. I found them to be very boring. I was hoping to go in there and get something spicy, saucy, and new, and I just got newer versions of Rampage and Outlaw in the form of guns that overload themselves and reload themselves. It's like auto-loading had a baby, you know, with clown cartridge. And then and then, uh, you know, damage perks. And listen, they're good perks. I'm not slamming them. They're boring. And so, my I get into specifics, and when you get into the specifics, that's where everything breaks down. People are like, well, I think the raid weapons are good, or I think the Europa weapons are good, or the Wrathborn weapons are good. I actually would probably be doing the Wrathborn grind periodically if it didn't make me run so many strikes. I just, I can't bring myself to run strikes when there's literally nothing in there. There's no update. If I was running strikes and simultaneously like leveling up Zavala and getting new seasonal perks and rewards and also chasing some weapons specific to that particular playlist... It wouldn't feel so truncated, but instead I feel like they make me go and run in a hamster wheel that is completely fruitless in order to actually do the Wrathborn hunts. And so 
that stems back to the foundational problem that's why in my talk today I resonate with the PvP community's frustration it's like this is a very very top heavy game right now it's teetering on these little toothpicks of Crucible and the Strike Playlist and Gambit and they're 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 such a part of the of the actual content that it just feels very very top heavy um and that is those are all very very specific things now to say is this a lack of innovation and quality control I don't necessarily think they're lacking in innovation and quality control. I think they were up against a wall here. They had to rebuild so much of the game. They were working from home. They had to delay the expansion at least once. They've lost bandwidth because now they're independent. They publicly admitted that they basically don't have enough bandwidth on the reward team, so they're increasing the reward team. These are all things that led to these disappointments. So I don't think... Listen, I know there's a narrative out there now being put out by content creators like, this is a different Bungie and, and Bungie's being lazy and it's just not the same game anymore. I really just don't think that that's true. I think people are getting, I think people are getting it in their head that their boredom or their lack of growth on their channels or their content or they can't make content or they're bored. Everybody always wants to find a scapegoat, and sometimes it's just healthy to be like, no, I'm just bored, and it's okay to be bored sometimes. Um, I'm not like worried or shaken up like oh no what am I going to do am I going to stop creating destiny content like I'm not there I'm just sort of like you know what I can do commentary on the game I can do commentary on what's going on when there's a new mission well, tomorrow we'll talk about that Zivu Arath mission um, and we'll we'll say you know we'll talk about the good the bad and the and the misfire you know how it could have been a lot better um, and and generally I'm okay with that I'm, I'm in an okay place uh, with Destiny knowing that there are just always going to be those times where the water gets shallow the water gets thin and you know you, you have to learn to just accept that that's going to be a part of the rhythm no expansion, no DLC no season has ever carried us all the way through a three or a four month period with joy and confetti and mirth just pouring out of our eyeballs like it's just it's never been that way there's always that shelf there's always that cliff that we fall off of and i just think i mean if i want to get like psychological about it i also think people in general are just really really struggling with the realities of the world right now and i think it's very very easy to express those frustrations in a variety of ways so when your game disappoints you or your game's getting you know getting you kind of burned out it becomes you know the target of your frustration we, we've talked about this recently that's called transference because I, I actually believe that's what was done to me I believe people that truly have had bad things happen to them and they were pressured by people with influence I believe they transferred their hate rage and frustration toward me an easier target um, and one that they could all kind of band together on and the same thing happens on Twitter right people all band together and it makes them feel better to ridicule people and to retweet stuff and call people stupid and jeer at people and vent their frustrations. And I really do think like the global situation has a lot of people with like a lot of pent up frustration and a lot of a lot of anger and angst and they vent and that ends up they, they transfer that onto the game. And it's like, well, it's the game, you know, it's it's the it's the game is such a failure, such a disappointment. I'm just so unhappy right now. And it's like, well, no, I mean, maybe you're just not happy in general. You know, maybe, maybe there's other reasons why you're, you're lacking in happiness and joy. Um, I mean, think about it when you're in a good mood. Okay. When you're in a good mood, bad content or a bad movie don't really mess with you that much. 
you can kind of laugh it off you can kind of shrug it off but if you're in a bad mood a bad movie or a bad tv show can honestly get more of your ire and your criticism than probably is deserved you sort of you sort of take it out on the game um and i've tried not to do that because like there are elements of what happened to me and elements of bungie that makes me the 10 levels of rage hot angry and it's really hard not to like take that out on the game and 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 sort of take the game to the woodshed for what folks did to me so i get it i understand like it's personal for us this is the game we play it's a community that we hang out for and we hang out with i'm sorry and if it's not giving you what you want right now there's a lot of other things in the world that aren't giving you what you want so I think it's just a perfect storm, you know? I, I, I really, really think it's a perfect storm. I think they they lost bandwidth, they had unique development struggles this year, and they had to delay the expansion. And generally, the mood of the world right now ain't that hot. Like, people aren't that happy. And do you think maybe it had something to do with we all came off of the high of the holidays or the disappointment of the holidays and not traveling, and we all came out of that, and, you know, people lashed out, and they're taking it out on Bungie, and they're taking it out on the game. Like, if again, I'm not trying to get too psychological, but when you really think about it, it's then you zoom out. A lot of this is is just people aren't really happy right now, um, and sometimes the the things closest to you end up you know getting getting clubbed over the head because of it. You know, you just rant and rave about you know politics or a TV show or sports or a video game, and uh, you know we all do it. We all do it, and it's just it's just trying to be self aware enough, I guess, to not. Uh, fall into that trap and I mean I'm speaking from experience of having probably the worst year of my entire life last year so it's like I'm you know I'm trying to I'm trying to get into that headspace where I don't I don't it's it's healthy to be angry and disappointed it's not healthy to vent against the wrong target or to vent in a way that's like disproportionate so Gilly in the mist says, do you think the promise of adept weapons and trials coming back after the delay held the initial criticisms of the clear lack of PVP content at the start of beyond light? I've seen hot takes that say everything was fine until streamers had stuff to do. Uh, and I don't think that that's true. So you think hot takes that everything was fine whilst, Oh, everything was fine while streamers had stuff to do. I mean, listen, It'd be easy to sit here and throw shade because I feel like the PvP streamers are kind of an easy target. Um, There's a lot of predictable patterns of I hate this map, I hate this meta while they embrace the meta, Uh, I hate that gun, I hate that build while they embrace that gun and that build, I'm sick of this game, I'm quitting. Like, they... They're, they sort of deal in rhythmic cliches and so they're easy targets. Like, I could sit here and throw all kind of shade and be like, you know and take a bunch of cheap shots and it'd be really really easy and it might even be kind of satisfying because probably some of them deserve it but it at the end of the day i think the community in general has just felt like we've been in a holding pattern with crucible when are you guys going to land this plane and like give me a reason to log in and play give me like a, a ritualistic driver and there is no ritualistic driver and the one thing that was supposed to be a ritualistic driver sort of was trials and 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 also it got delayed and also it's not that impressive and also barely anybody's touching it um and while all this is happening you know while all this is happening 
stasis is disrupting a lot of the expectations of what of of what people thought you know crucible should be like um I think we all knew Crucible was going to cause chaos and disrupt things, and I think we kind of knew this was coming, but it's kind of like when you, you're going to go to a get-together or a party and you know it's going to be bad, you're like, this is going to be so miserable, I don't like going here, it's a long drive, the weather's going to be crummy, and you, you know it's going to be a crummy experience. It's like I think people knew going into Beyond Light that Stasis was probably going to be a thorn in the side of the Crucible, and... I think the thorn just probably feels bigger than than we maybe initially predicted. It was like, oh, it's going to be kind of annoying getting frozen. And I think a lot of us were looking at the supers and thinking, oh, supers, you're going to get frozen. It's going to be kind of cray. But then when we saw the hunter um, uses, uses shurikens to um, knock the guy out of his super and then freeze him and his buddy, it kind of became clear that something else was on the horizon. Um, it wasn't just, yay, your grenades and melee are kind of blue now, and you got these cool new supers. It was, no, 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 combat flow is going to change completely. It's going to completely and utterly change. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's just one of those things where Bungie has a goal in mind, and those goals are not always going to be in line with what we expect or want from the game. They had goals with the raids. I mean, go watch my raid philosophy video. They had goals in mind with raid philosophy in D2 and where they wanted to take the game, and uh, I don't agree with it. And so it doesn't line up with my expectations and what I think is good for raids and raid design and raid philosophy. And and because of that, uh, I, I, I just don't enjoy the raids as much as I used to. Um... And that's unfortunate. Uh, that's unfortunate because I, I think that there are there are elements of the game that we fall in love with, and I don't necessarily think we always fall out of love with those things because of franchise fatigue or burnout. I think sometimes they literally just kind of change before your eyes, and you just don't like it. Um, that definitely is how I feel about raids. I feel like raids are close, but there's still just like a fundamental problem with the loot driver and even the I don't know even the encounters. Um, uh, it's hard to base how the majority feels about PvP on how streamers feel since they're full-time players. Not to say more casual players aren't upset, but I do feel the arguments are different. Yeah, listen, because you'll go to Reddit and you'll get two different versions of Stasis. You'll get, oh my gosh, I'm a casual player, I'm a newer player, or, you know, I don't, there's, the, there's also this. I don't play a lot of PvP, but this is the most fun I've ever had in PvP. Now, if we really, really peel back that onion and we really think about what they're saying, they're not necessarily praising a quality of life improvement to the Crucible. They're saying, this is so crazy, so casual, so mayhem-oriented, I'm actually having fun, which makes sense as to why more committed players are like, yeah, not really. Do you see... They're able to dip in, play a game or two, slam the ground, get some funny kills, and go home. And you're thinking to yourself, yeah, you had fun for those one or two games, but I'm playing every day, and this stuff's getting old. This stuff's getting irritating. So it makes sense why the more ability-focused, more mayhem-focused super and disruption that Stasis is having is certainly going to be, I think, more appealing to the to the players that play a little bit more casually. Um, you know, it's like they're 
they're not playing as many games and I think that's one of the reasons they like the quick throwaway fun matches I mean I'll use myself as an example I really don't like Gambit but now that Gambit's kind of throwaway it's like oh this isn't so bad right this isn't so bad I can you know I can I can go in here and it's only a couple of minutes and same thing with Crucible when I have Crucible bounties to do what do I always look for I look for Mayhem or I look for Scorched every time so it's so difficult to peel back that onion and say well who's right is the casual player that plays two games a week is that person right oh i'm having such a blast bungie oh i shatter dived a couple of people and it was awesome is that person right or are they less right or more right or does their does their commentary matter less because they don't play as often like I honestly couldn't tell you how to measure it. There's got to be a middle ground. Personally, I think Mayhem and Scorched can scratch that itch of the casual player that wants the chaos and the mayhem. And the real the real rub here is that there are people that want to play this game competitively. You give them competitive modes like survival and elimination and trials. And I think that in those environments, this kind of stuff is always going to feel mega cheesy and, and really out of place. Um, so how do you create that divide? Cause like distorted Sama is saying it right. Normal crucible is supposed to be fun, not super competitive. Right. So it makes sense to be like, that's fine. If you're going into sixes, and you're just kind of going buck wild. Cool, man. Have a ball. But how do you not have that chaos? How do you have that, that insane sort of, it almost feels like momentum, right? Where everything's really strong and happening really fast. That bleeds over into comp with survival and elimination and trials and I feel like it starts to hurt that experience and 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 damage in it it damages it in a negative way and somebody might say there's a couple approaches to this somebody might say well then just get rid of the competitive elements in the crucible they 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 capture a significantly smaller portion of the community anyway what's the point why keep trials around if it's going to net less players over a weekend than gambit somebody might say that and I, i gotta be honest they could probably make a pretty convincing argument to say you know what the real problem is with the crucible you keep trying to ham fist competitive environments into this environment and that's not the kind of game that this is this game is space magic this game is cuckoo for cocoa puffs like it's supposed to be kind of crazy it's supposed to be kind of wild and competitive environments don't fit there somebody could make somebody could probably make a very very convincing argument oh yeah sorry the date's wrong it's january the 5th somebody can make a very convincing argument that the real issue that the real problem isn't stasis it isn't powerful weapons it isn't exotics it's you can't you can't have your cake and your eat it and eat it too you can't it's not working you're trying to have competitive game modes in a space magic game and it just ain't working right it just ain't working now If I heard that argument and I wanted to push back on it, what I would say is, now hold your horses there. The high competitive environments and the gunplay and the movement and the ability usages and the map intelligence and trials and 3v3 elimination is such a great cocktail of Destiny's PvP. It would be a shame for that to go and be put out to pasture. It's such a great, great environment. And the gunplay is so satisfying in Destiny. You can't do that. You can't put the competitive element of Destiny's Crucible out to pasture. That would be a mistake. 
I think both arguments have merit. I really, really do. I think both arguments have merit. I think there are elements of this game that are begging for the competitive plane to land, but there's elements of this game that are always, always going to be a a torpedo to balance, making the competitive realm always have a layer of icing on top that's frustrating. You know? It's... I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and he goes and he gets some cake with, with his buddy with Boyle and the icing on top has like jalapenos in it. So there's always going to be that spicy icing on top of the cake. Like here's your cake. Eh, the icing on top is a little spicy. So that's always going to be, you're going to go to play trials and you'll be like, why is the icing spicy? Like, why can't we just have a good cake? Well, because there's spice there's stasis there's exotics there's abilities there's crazy weapons like this this is this is the this is the actual debate that we've been having since destiny 1 and i got to be honest with you i think stasis has just ramped up the discussion because or when you put broccoli into your quesadilla that's right <laughs> That is such a good callback. Uh, And I actually felt a little bit of satisfaction knowing that she made one for herself in the same way. So she and I both had to suffer through that awful, awful uh, quesadilla. Um, So the, the question at the end of the day really doesn't even come down to what's right. It's what's Bungie trying to do. That's why I said in my Stasis in the Crucible video and when Wolvie co-hosted with me, it's like, they haven't really told us what the goal here is. It is like run the numbers, Bungie. You know, stasis saturation and presence in the crucible. Is it is it doing what you want it to? Is that what you were hoping to see happen? Is there a world where it will start to go back down and not be the only subclass that everybody runs? Like, will, will light-based subclasses start to have more of a presence? Will some of the light-based subclasses that are underrepresented start to get some love? These are all questions like this is why I loved the director's cuts because Luke Smith comes out and says, here's the vision. Here's what we want to do. And then we basically kind of wait and say, okay, let's see it. So there's a lot of things he announced for year four. I'm still waiting on fixing bounties, reinvigorating core content, you know, creating truly standout weapons in the end game. I don't think they've done that yet. Those are all things I'm looking to see happen in year four. And, and because of that, and because of that, the, the, the nature of this discussion feels very, very unknown because they haven't come out. Um, they haven't come out and said where they want to take everything. You know, I'm writing down talk ideas, uh, Zivu Arath mission and Firefly returns. Um, Joe Blackburn confirmed that we're going to, we're going to see a return of a kinetic Firefly. Um, so, uh, you know, it it um, it's not a discussion that I've ever been able to land an answer on. I do my best to represent both sides in a respectful way. I think both sides can make good arguments. It's just a question of where's Bungie trying to take us, you know? Um, uh, that's the core issue with this game on all fronts. Bungie themselves have no idea what the game is and where they want to take it. Yeah, it's starting to feel like patchwork quality improvements without an end goal in mind, you know? Anything new on Destiny? Oh, somebody tell Oscar there's a new mission we go and take on Zivu Arath. Uh, I'm sorry, the High Celebrant. Um, P.N. Raynard. PvP has had more content added than strikes, e.g. additional modes, removal of skill-based matchmaking. Okay, but that's not really a content add. Uh, Is it time for PvP players to step back from demands and just wait like us PvE players have been for strikes in ages? You have to know this is such an unfair question. 
Are you, you cannot be serious. Like, they got a couple of modes and they removed skill-based matchmaking. And because you haven't gotten any real strikes, you think that's a fair comparison? You understand that PvE has gotten an unbelievable amount of more content than, than PvP. Like, this is so unfair. I, I mean, as a PvE player, I'm sitting here thinking, homie, th- this, no, 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 no. The fact that they had a couple of modes added, oh, just sit around and wait like we've waited. What are you talking about? In year three, as a PvE player, you got a raid, you got two dungeons, you got Grandmaster Nightfalls, you got seasonal content like the Season of Dawn, you got the uh, the Umbral Ingrams, you got so many loot pursuits added for you in year three. So you can't act like PvE hasn't gotten anything. You know, that that I don't think that's a fair assessment of what's happened over the past couple of years. PvE has gotten plenty, plenty. Now, obviously, we're all starving for loot in Beyond Light. We're all in that boat together, but acting like strikes are deserving of their comeuppance more. Listen, all strikes needs is, is, a, is a seasonal rank with perks and cool benefits if I max out Zavala and a couple of intentional weapon pursuits. That's all strikes need. That's it. There's, there's, there is, um, you know what I mean? Um, uh, I don't even know what this is. I'm getting text messages from stuff and, uh, so I, I, I get where you're coming from. It's like, man, strikes just haven't gotten any love, uh, any love at all. Um, it's, it's one of those things that if, if, if they're going to if if they're going to try to write this ship, I don't think it's going to come in the form of modes and maps. I really think it's going to come in the way of pursuing pursuing loot in a ritualistic way. That's what we need. There needs to be a ritual ritualistic drive for crucible and strikes. I don't need more strikes or more maps. I need a reason to play one or two new strikes and one or two new maps. You understand that's not going to suddenly breathe life into those playlists, right? You're still going to be playing on the old maps. You're still going to be running the old strikes. And to be quite honest, the new maps and strikes, they're not new anymore after like a week. What you really need is a reason to play. That is always the hang up. I will run strikes. I will run content over and over and over again if the loot is cool. If the loot is new. That's it. Let's play some Iron Banana. No, thank you. Enigma with the next question. Does a player who has bought every expansion and season play raids, nightfalls, seasonal activities for PvP god rolls have any less claim to the game than a player grinding PvE god rolls? There are many players like myself that are playing players, but the whole drive for loot chases for PvP. This is exactly related to what I was just saying. Okay? You shouldn't have to do that. You should have your own sensible ritualistic reason to play crucible you like that rewards you with dope weapons and gear you shouldn't be having to go and do all that now sure there are sometimes going to be weapons that emerge in a dungeon or a raid or something that like hey that can get a really killer crucible roll let's go try and get that i'm okay with that happening from time to time and here's why 
a really good weapon is a really good weapon, okay? So if the gun is really good, it's likely to be really good in the Crucible because basically what you're doing in the Crucible is you're trying to kill stuff really, really quickly. So if Bungie makes really good primaries and slaps them in a raid or a dungeon, it's not unusual for those weapons to then also be good in the Crucible. But the main issue is that you don't actually have that in the Crucible. It's a barren wasteland. You basically go and grind for loot elsewhere and then go to the Crucible for what reason? to rack up kills and try to stomp and try to get montages I guess I mean there's not a real reason to go we were talking about this earlier like the true solution is a ranked and an unranked system because when you take your best players your most experienced players your most well-versed players and you don't give them a target or something to pursue what do they do they slowly cannibalize the game the 10 the top 10 and 20% just slowly play the game in a very very abusive way because all they're going for are wins and kills my friends and I always played Call of Duty together we would never play by ourselves we got to the point where the win was assumed we were going to win and we would get in arguments and spats about stealing each other's kills and kill streaks and we we made we made it misery for anybody to play team defender or headquarters against us it was misery for those players why we were bored if we could have gone into a ranked playlist and been ranking up in team defender and getting awesome skins for our guns and cool things for our titles we probably would have spent some of our days doing that and leaving those other you know public playlists alone so what did call of duty do oh it's putting skill based matchmaking so people can't pub stop that's not a solution so ultimately ultimately you should be able to throw yourself at the crucible and feel like you have things to ritualistically grind daily weekly seasonally as opposed to feeling like oh where are the god rolls for crucible now up it's in pve better go grind some grandmasters or a raid or something and then when i'm done then i'll go play crucible that that's so backwards that is so backwards you're not playing crucible to get good guns in the crucible you're playing non-crucible activities to get good guns from the crucible and then you go into the crucible and what are you doing there's no there's no reward structure there so you're just farming kills it's not healthy it's not healthy for the player base it's not healthy for the player base scorpio should Bungie create a battle pass for each game mode, make them become hard to grind, and maybe 25 levels with each ship, Sparrow Shaders, uh, and things like that? I tell you what, this was an idea that I actually had before the season pass hit, and I still promote it all of the time, okay? I still promote it all the time. I was looking at the obelisks from the season of dawn and i was like give me a seasonal rank with perks along the way cool rewards along the way rank 10 15 25 30 50 blah 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 blah. and then when you get to the end of the season you get all this awesome stuff and then they rolled out the season pass and i was like okay that's basically what i was describing but now it's just for the entire season so i love where your head's at this is needed that obelisk system in season of dawn was perfect you'd go to the planet you'd get perks on the planet benefits on the planet you'd unlock mods You'd unlock different weapons to be available to you to pursue in the sundial. It was great, right? It was so, so good. And if the NPCs had that, I am all about creating containers. You create a container and then you just fill that container every season. Oh, hey, it's a new season. Your rank with Zavala, Shax, and Drifter has been reset. They have new seasonal rank rewards and a few new weapons to chase, and here's how it's all set up. And you're like, cool, can't wait to get started chasing that stuff, earning those cool rewards, seeing that number go up. That sounds amazing. What we have right now is, hey... We didn't really do anything to strikes in the Crucible, but we're going to ask you to go run those activities quite a bit to go do very specific things for quests from the Stranger. Why? We can't really say. I mean, we don't really... That's just what we did. 
like I said, there's an enormous difference between repurposing content and reusing it. All Bungie's doing right now is reusing it. Well, we gotta reuse Strikes, reuse Crucible, reuse Gambit. No, repurpose those playlists and breathe some life into them, and then people will feel like the game isn't so... Im- it's, it's As I said, it's top-heavy. The game is very top-heavy right now. Thomas B. Uh, what if we they brought in more debuffs for using aspects out instead of a simple stat negative, such as you're slower in your super. I remember in Rise of Iron, it had an artifact that was called Memory of Felwinter that gave you an extra melee and grenade but it, with busted stats, but you would forfeit your super. Could this be tweaked in to work for stasis? I mean, part of what you're doing when you do this is you're creating trade pain, which I think can work. And this is actually one of the reasons why their aspects and fragment system I actually think is really, really smart. It's smart because they don't have to nerf Shatter Dive or take Shatter Dive away. They could say, well, that fragment's not quite as strong as it used to be against Guardians, right? Don't bust it in PvE, please, for Frick's sake. Um, but, you know, they could say, it, it's not going to reach as far against Guardians or it's going to do less damage to Guardians if there's a way for them to do that. So then they're going in... And they're tweaking a particular part of it. So what you're saying is another aspect of that. They could make it more painful or make the decision harder if you're wanting to get something really, really good that's going to make Shatter Dive, you know, feel a little crazy, right? Make it a little bit more painful. The, I, I, don't, I don't dislike this idea. I just always worry that unless the pain is really, really significant, it's not really going to de-incentivize people from doing it, which means you got to make it so painful that it almost gets absurd. So that I would think a better approach would be just reining in certain fragments and saying, this is a little too strong in the Crucible, or, you know, this is reaching a little bit too far, and, and tweak it as opposed to, like, you know, torquing it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I'm saying. You, you get what I'm. You get what I mean, though. Like, we, we don't want to overcorrect here, and make it incredibly painful to try to use, you know, stasis. It it needs to be. It needs to be more of a tweak, and not. We don't want to overcorrect. They super super overcorrected on the warlock melee. They murdered the warlock melee, and I believe it's kind of back into a decent spot, but. That was a super, super huge overreaction, and it was just so unnecessary. It was just like there, there's, there's no reason to, um, you know, to, to chop, to chop it down as much as they did, and 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 they, you know, like I said, they've, they've kind of brought it back. But I, I want to avoid that. I want to avoid things being overtuned, and that's what this could end up being. Underscore underscore says, do you think that they should make more weapons geared towards the PvP players and make those weapons tied to the ranking system? Bit of a softball here, but yeah, I mean, this is essentially the idea, right? Is put weapons geared towards PvP and put them in, uh, you know, put them in the, put them in the Crucible, put them in a ranking system, give people a reason to grind Crucible, you know? That I think, uh... They, you know, that that would be the right call to make to get people into those playlists and feeling like it's worth their time. Scorpio, everyone talks about strikes and crucible, but never gambit when talking about the core of destiny. Could gambit be the hidden gem if balanced correctly to blend PVE and PvP players together? No, gambit is at this point. It's only around because people like it. It's not around because it's good for the game. And I know people are like you're so hard on gambit. 
I, it's just such a stupid game mode now. I mean, it just really is. It's such a throwaway. It's a three-minute. It's a three-minute nonsense game mode. Um, it's just, it, it has really, really fallen far. Um, you know, we probably should do a gambit talk. We we, we should do a gambit talk because it's just, it, it's like it's like tolerable. You know what I mean? It's like tolerable. It's like well. You know, easy pinnacle. Let me quickly swallow this broccoli. And then you're like, whew, I'm glad that's over. It, it's, I don't even understand. They, they, they created a game mode that was great on paper, but it's not great out in the wild, right? It's only fun with four stacks against four stacks. Even in the most ideal circumstances, in the most ideal circumstances, a four V four stack versus stack, who's going to win? It's still a stupid game mode. It's still such a throwaway. It's so much easier to say, this game will be over in 30 seconds if we just let them go roll over us. They got the early invade. They got the early jump on us. Let's just, let's just end this, right? Let's just end this. Let's just let them have it. It's just, I don't know. It's a vast improvement since it used to be so awful. Listen, I... I need to I need to gather my thoughts on this and do a talk on Gambit about why the game mode is just I just never think it's actually going to be anything more than it is, which is it captured a portion of the player base and it gets decent engagement every day. That is true, okay? That is true. But I think there's a ceiling on 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 where that game mode could go. Well, the only people, the only reason people think it's a vast improvement is because it's so fast. It's not that nobody thinks it's a vast improvement because they feel like Bungie really went in and tinkered with it and got it into like a really nice spot. People like it because it lasts for three minutes. That's why people like it. You know what I'm saying? It's like no, no, no actual Gambit player or Gambit main is happy with the changes. It. It's such a throwaway game mode. That's why when somebody the other day was like, oh, they might nerf something because of Gambit. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? That game mode is a joke right now. Nothing should be nerfed or buffed because of Gambit. It is a literal throw it over your shoulder game mode. Like three minutes, whoop, thanks for the, thanks for the, you know, the, the powerful. It, and I'm telling you right now, I've seen videos. We've done our own videos. We've had our own discussions. I truly believe this. There actually isn't a way forward for Gambit. There is not. Because if you gut invasion, which is where most of the problems stem from, if you gut invasion, it isn't going to feel like Gambit. It's going to lose that pizzazz. It's going to lose that appeal. Okay? That's basically what people like. That's one of the elements that people like about it. Okay? The other major problem is the boss fight. The, the ad spawning and the banking of moats is fine. Other than the aggro of the enemies and their damage output getting completely and utterly broken sometimes, it, it's generally not too bad. But, it's, in in general, I don't see a path forward for the game mode. I really, really do. I, it's like, there just does not seem to be any way for that game mode to land somewhere where, because, alright, here's what you're facing, alright? Here are the facts. You are facing an enormous uphill battle. There are more people in the community dislike it than like it. The majority of the Destiny community just doesn't jive with Gambit. So you are already 
in an uphill battle. You're going to make changes to try to convince those of us that don't like it to like it. You understand how hard that is to do? We're going to be so biased. We're going to be so arms crossed when we go in there. Well, I don't know about this. I don't know, dude. Gambit's kind of crummy. And we're going to go in. It's going to be so hard to convince us that we like it. And to, and to kind of like win us over. Now, to the people that do like it, the other challenge here is if you change it too much, then the people that do like it are like, I, you've, you've completely gutted it. It's not the same game mode anymore. It's not what I fell in love with. It's not what I want to play. So you run the risk. If you make such a huge, huge shift, you know, how do you know most of the community doesn't like it? Based purely on engagement numbers and trends alone. The majority of the player base doesn't go in there. It's a minority within the player base. It's a faithful minority, but it's a minority. Engagement being good, you you need to look up the definitions of majority and minority. Like, it's not a... Sl- I'm not, like, being, sl- like, slanderous. Like, it's... It doesn't capture nearly as many players. Now, you could say the same thing about Trials, but Trials is like a raid or a Grandmaster Nightfall. You don't look at upper echelon content and say, well, less people engage with it, we should get rid of it. That's not an argument that you can make because you're always going to have like lower engagement as the as the as the the hill and the steep climb of challenge and difficulty increases, engagement tends to go down, okay? With Gambit, it's a minority of the player base less it's a small it's a small portion of the community that plays every every single day out of a million players this small portion goes in logs in and plays okay um at any given time less people are playing gambit than they are in raids see if you this is what i'm saying if you look at the stats like that should be kind of alarming that gambit's struggling to compete with raids okay so the the point that i'm trying to make is I just don't see how you're going to win this victory that people want to have for Gambit. I don't. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. We're going to spend too much time on this because the Gambit people get passionate and they're like, it's fine, it's fine. They ignore all the facts about the player-based trends and it just ends up wasting a lot of time. We'll talk about Gambit another day, but that's not what today is supposed to be about. Bad Larry Bird. Uh, do you think there is any benefit to having a season entirely dedicated to the core activities? Instead of new seasonal activities, put those resources to strikes, PvP maps, and gear. People people come up with ideas like this all the time, and it's always like, yeah, that'd be awesome, and then everyone would complain. Why am I going to spend $10 for Bungie to finally add stuff to Crucible in the strike playlist? I'm not spending money on this. This should be free. It wouldn't work. From a marketing standpoint, it would basically be a nightmare. We're paying you to fix your game, Bungie? Are you serious? That's essentially what would happen. It wouldn't go over well, it wouldn't be received well, and it probably wouldn't sell very well. You and I think about it and we're like, yeah, but that would fix so many of the issues. It would make, you know, the content would be so much in such a better uh, in such a better spot. But the truth is, it would have poor reception in the community and wouldn't be worth doing. What they need to do is bake vendor refreshes and and playlist updates into seasons and just bake it in. Don't make an entire season about finally being like, hey guys, we finally added some stuff to the strikes. We finally added some stuff to Crucible. No, 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 no. That you gotta bake it in. It, it can't be the focus. I, I, I don't think people would. Uh, I don't think people would buy into that. 
click fire now that we're three months into beyond light do you think it's safe to say the bungie turned the knob on the dcv a little too hard and maybe should consider keeping previous year's content maps in a little in the game longer it's hard to know honestly would having titan mercury mars in the game right now would it do anything for us i i don't think it would i, I it needed to happen you know it needed to happen you know um truth be told yeah and we're not three months in we're two months in because it launched in november we're, we're not even a full two months in um because all of november what november 10th december 10th yeah we're not even a full two months in so you maybe you mistyped this um, so we're two months into Beyond Light, and th- again, the difficulty here is they needed to do it. So what would be the point in waiting? What's gained by like leaving Mars and Mercury in the game? What's gained is it? You know what I'm saying? Um, that doesn't feel like a, a, a worthy uh, a worthy pursuit. Um, so. Ashen Hollow says, Does Bungie really owe anything to the content makers, or in other terms, does Destiny really need them? No digs at you. Um, you know, I, I, I obviously I went on my huge rant earlier, and what I was basically trying to drive home was the fact that there are tons of people that have played this game from launch, created content commentary, and forged communities of input and feedback and all this stuff. And my point was... I understand feeling miffed when Bungie basically ignores portions of the content creators because they are they're they're all about favoritism. There's been all kind of background deals that have been done. People get blocked and blacklisted from events and 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 getting invited to stuff. All this was done in the background, okay? You I'll do my tell all one day and you guys will all be uh, amazed uh, at how much I would consider to be unethical business practices, but whatever. So, it's understandable for people to be like, you know, I feel I feel, you know, kind of, kind of like, it's like a slight, right? It's kind of slight. It's like, they feel like slighted. I resonate with feeling slighted because I was one of the ones that got slighted, uh, you know, based on all kind of nonsense in the background. And so, but as far as being owed something or just Bungie, you know, do, do they need us or whatever? First and foremost, the first part of your question, owing something to the content creators, I don't really think that they've ever been like I'm owed something it's more like man I've been I've been sitting here doing this kind of commentary on this content for ages it was like when I didn't get invited to the first summit well now I know why I didn't get invited somebody was basically making sure I didn't get invited because and that was actually before everything happened by the way so somebody angled for that to make sure that I wasn't there and then I was lied to privately about how I was on a short list to be no I wasn't right they lied to me but it was hard not to take that as a slight it's like I'm one of the only people that keeps streaming it I have a Q&A session every day with the community we're constantly talking about almost every facet of the game and you don't invite me to the summit right so it's like I make all these videos I have all this commentary I have thousands of hours of experience in your game in Crucible I've played tons of different PvP games I've got a lot of good ideas and input and you won't even have a dadgum conversation with me that's not somebody saying I'm owed something that's just like come on why won't you at least have a conversation with some of us what's the deal here you know bring us to the table let's have a zoom call with a bunch of the content creators that are are centered around PvP do like I don't know one a week for a month and get a bunch of them to rotate in and 
but that's not somebody saying I'm owed this I have been doing this for all of this time and I am just absolutely I am absolutely slighted by the fact that I have not been asked a single question about the crucible it's there's a difference between saying hold on man I love this game and after all this time we can't even have a conversation you won't even listen to me you won't even have a conversation with me you're gonna invite people out to bungee they don't even play your dadgum game because they're big content creators like come on they it, it's hard not to look at that and say you got this backwards you're talking to the wrong people I said this morning I read the blog post about trials of Osiris and I was like they're literally going to be everybody's going to be low card farming I, in 60 seconds I was like there's going to be low card farming what the frick why is this the structure this is probably going to be bad for the player pool this is going to be you know bad for the playlist but sure invite Lupo and Crafty out who haven't touched your game in a year like do you see the point I don't I don't I don't have an issue with going after big content creators it makes good business sense but don't expect everybody else to be like yay people that never play the game are getting to give input and trials is a mess anyway like don't expect a rouse of applause to be like yeah that was awesome you brought people out and showed favoritism to, to streamers just because they're big and they don't touch your game and we all actually now have found out that there were background deals going on yay like no one's gonna stand and clap for you eventually you're gonna get exasperated and be like you guys just keep screwing this up you screwed up trials cheating is running amok stasis is all over the place I'm freaking done I've tried to add input. I've tried to make videos. I resonate with that attitude. That's a mood. And I don't like using that word, but that's a freaking mood. To be like, fine. Fine. Go chase down another big purple platform streamer next year and ask them what you should do with Crucible. They can come back and play for five hours. Hopefully that was good enough for the phone for the for the for the airline tickets and the hotel stay to fly them out to Bungie. Go chase down some other big streamer, like lick their boot on Twitter, and see if they can help you save Crucible. I get that mood. I really do. It, I really, really do. So go ahead. They're doing nothing for your game or your franchise. Nothing. Now, maybe that's the goal. They just wanted eyes on Destiny, so people went and downloaded it for free. They don't give a rip about getting input from people that actually play the game. They wanted to use somebody with a giant Twitter following and a giant streaming channel so they could be like, hey guys, you want to check out Destiny? And then a week later, they're not playing and they got a bunch of people to download from that person, you know, booting up for a couple of hours and then bailing, unsurprisingly, a week later. Uh, DTOM90... What is going on with my mouse? DTOM91, do you think it is time to create a mode within PvP playlists as gunplay only? Ah, this question gets asked every time. I'm telling you, you're asking for something that you would hate after like two hours. I'm telling you, gunplay only Destiny, you would be so bored after like two hours. You think you want it, and I'm telling you, you wouldn't want it you wouldn't it it you're asking for some weird version of halo that i think ultimately people would reject i'm telling you right now i want bungie to do it so people finally see yeah you know what it just doesn't it's just not it's just really boring like i want bungie to do it like how they do scorched like mayhem do it right do it good 
turn turn these maps these choke point heavy maps these lane heavy maps turn them into gunplay only do it and watch everybody say this freaking sucks man it's nothing but camping lane watching choke point watching butt hugging team shotting you would hate it you're not gonna be going around making plays right you're not gonna be running around making oh yeah guy you look at me no if you want momentum control, momentum control is fun because it's like mayhem with guns and abilities. Like, no, no. I'm telling you, I think they should do it just so everybody would say, nope, yep, whoop, shut it down. This is terrible. Like on 30 Rock, right? They're like, oh, this is awful. Shut it down. We basically had it when people were only using the weapons for the quests. Listen. We can agree to disagree on this. You think it'd be awesome and be fun. I think it would be terrible and it would land like a freaking rock and not go anywhere. So they should offer it as an experimental game mode so everybody could say, yeah, that was a freaking snooze fest. No movement, no excitement, no spark. Everybody standing around staring at doors, right? I, we love momentum control to complete quests for guns. That's true. It was a great place to, uh, to complete quests for guns. That is true. People don't understand. It's supposed to be a wild, chaotic, highlight, real-style PvP. There are plenty of other shooters unlike Destiny. It's why Destiny is so unique. Yeah, The gunplay is satisfying, but it's not satisfying when everybody's staring at doors and lanes. Nobody would move. You understand that the radar in Destiny is actually insane. It really is. It's insane. The radar tells you everything. And if all you have are guns homie everyone's just gonna stand around and stare at doors take radar away nope it would make it worse everybody would clam up and sit still it'd be yeah it'd be 120s and scouts just down lanes tip tip dead tip tip dead you'd enter a lane and two people would shoot you with a 120 hand cannon or a scout and you would be dead and that's all people would do psychologically the player base is going to respond to the lack of power if they suddenly feel slower and less powerful they're going to psychologically want to depend on other people for help it's just what would happen I love no radar flank city no yeah crouch walking around corners yeah you're right you've changed my mind no no I want to give it to you I want people to consume that meal and be like oh this is terrible like broccoli and a quesadilla. My wife's like, that'll be pretty good. No, it was not. <laughs> Darth Fitz. Isn't the PvP stasis problem just another shift in meta? Dawnblade was an issue. 600 autos were a problem. Do you think Bungie creates these metas to artificially keep the game interesting? First and foremost, I do think shifting metas keep games interesting. Fortnite mastered this, and it gets everybody talking and crying and complaining about boomboxes, swords, and Thanos, and then everybody goes and plays. So your streamers and YouTubers constantly complain about it and talk about how terrible it is and then the audience is like, that's awesome I want to go do that, okay? So, yes shifting metas keep things interesting uh, however, the the issue of, isn't this just another shift in meta, I don't think this is quite the same as Dawnblade or 600 autos suddenly being like dominant. Stasis is creating a presence and a a rhythm flow disruption that is I think more far reaching than just suddenly there being a really strong super or primaries that are suddenly hitting pretty hard it's not quite the same it's a rhythm problem 
right? It's a rhythm problem. The rhythm of the game is changing, and people are 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 almost like they're tripping on it. They can't get into the rhythm because the rhythm's all over the place. And so, I don't necessarily think if these were suddenly like really cool, powerful supers, that would be one thing. It's not the supers; it's the constant ability presence. It's it creates. There's a, I don't know. There's an air on the maps. It's just, I. Uh, is that a bad thing? Of course it's a bad thing when there's four subclasses to choose from and one is disrupting the entire play flow of every map and of every game. Yeah, that's a problem. Now, short term, is it a problem? No, it's probably by design. Short term, that's what they wanted. They wanted the videos. They wanted the crucible salt. They drink your salty tears. They love it. The more angry you are, the more YouTube videos are made, the more people are going to go in there and try it out and see what they think. Long term? No. It doesn't work long term. Look at the numbers. People are already playing a whole lot less. Crucible numbers are going down. Now we'll see if Iron Banner makes a dent this week, but 357? 357,000? That's how many people played yesterday? The minute you drop below 400k a day on Crucible, that's kind of like a whoa. What's going on? That's getting kind of low. I'm telling you, it doesn't have a long game. It doesn't have a long game. It gets old. People are like, but it's fun, Lono. It's like mayhem. Yeah, and mayhem's around short term, okay? Mayhem and stasis, they're like Kramer on Seinfeld. You can't have Kramer on for 22 minutes. It doesn't work. He has to come in small doses, right? A whole show about Kramer wouldn't work. I know, well, but George Costanza, we had Curb Your Enthusiasm. Shut the frick up. It's different. You know it. (laughs) It's different and you know it. You get what I'm saying. Like, this kind of chaos, it doesn't have a long game in mind. It burns people out. They're like, I am just sick of this. Yeah, or Newman. You called him Norman, which is just embarrassing. It's, it's. I don't think it has a long game. I think in the short term, yes. It gets tons of people talking. It gets tons of people amped and ready to go. And But then eventually people just run out of gas and they get sick of it. I think even the people, I think even the people that liked it are probably going to start to change their minds after a while. Doesn't take long for people to be like, this is really awesome, but everybody else is doing it now. So not so awesome now. You know, I've always told people, if you ask for something to be really strong, make thus and so weapon really strong. Come on, Bungie. It's like, you do understand everybody else can use that, right? Not just you. It's not just going to be a buff for you, right? So, I even think the people that, I I do, I think the people that like it are eventually going to be like, this needs reined in a little bit. (laughs) Well, at least I didn't get canceled on Twitter. Now, that's a low blow, J-Stock. That is a cheap shot. If I have that would that is rude, sir. That is actually rude. <sighs> it is not a shared opinion, but I think the PvP should be cut out entirely. Oof, here we go. At least for a period. Around 90% exaggerated now of the nerfs to weapons and abilities comes from Oh, here we go. Oh, comes from stuff abused in Crucible. As a PvE oriented game, do you think it would help the experience? Thoughts? Man, Wheezy's gonna like smell the air and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he's gonna come running and be like, that is not true. Um, The fact of the matter is, the nerfs in this game are about a 60 40. And truth be told, the heavier amount of the nerfs are not from Crucible. Um, <laughs> some of the biggest and most painful nerfs as of late is Anagi's sleeper 
Um, now, Recluse, you could argue, but Recluse was kind of hitting on both on both sides of the game. A lot of the bigger nerfs lately have not been because of Crucible. Now, I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. All the stuff they did to Stasis, yes, was 100% Crucible-oriented. Slowing down the Cold Snap Grenade, gutting the melee for the Warlock, lowering freeze times, and blah, blah, blah. Sure, but yeah, Guillotine's another one. Truth, truth be told, most, most of the weapon nerfs of the last two years have actually not had much to do with Crucible at all. Sleeper had aim assist nerf because of Gambit, then it had its reflection damage nerf because of Crown of Sorrow, and it had its overall damage nerf just because, like, yeah, why not kick it while it's down? So, it's... It, it PvE is dictating so much more than Crucible. Now, there was a time, yes, there was a time in D1 where weapons kept getting hit and nerfed, and it was because of the Crucible. My, my Suros regime, when I finally got it, had already been nerfed because of the Crucible. The, um... The Mythoclast nerfed because of the Crucible. Auto rifles got nerfed because of the Crucible. Shotguns got nerfed because of the Crucible. Like, th- there, that was a consistent theme in Destiny 1. That has not been the theme in Destiny 2. Bungie has been a whole lot quicker to be like, oh no, this is melting bosses or this is going to destroy. Pfft, nerf. Now, Kat's making a very good point, okay? Subclass changes, nerfs, and tweaks yes, have been more motivated by the Crucible. When they mess with the super, or they mess with an ability, they were never like, oh no, people are able to get lots of kills with Nova Warp. We better nerf that because of... No, that had nothing to do with PvE. That was PvP, okay? So yeah, I think that's a good point. I think weapons more often than not get nerfed because of PvE as of late, and a lot of the ability and super changes and the subclass changes... Yes, they do tend to come from PvP, seemingly. Um, there have been a lot of nerfs due to Crucible and D2. I think that's the divide, though, Stephanie. I do think there have been nerfs because of Crucible, but I think weapons tend to not get nerfed because of Crucible. It's more class abilities and supers that get nerfed because of Crucible. And so, one of the, one of the things that we always land on when this comes up is can you just make a split sandbox? Like, is that possible? I think the way forward to keep guns and abilities and perks from messing with PvP and messing and, and, and you know, oh, gonna get nerfed in PvE. You gotta have perks, abilities, and, 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 and things on them that have nothing to do with each other. So, killing rank and file enemies and getting a damage buff on, on higher ranking enemies, that has nothing to do with Crucible. So, that's a start. You could have aspects and fragments that have two flavor text colors. One would be blue, and one would be red. And the red flavor text is only active in the Crucible, and the blue flavor text is only active in PvE. So if someone's like, holy crap, this Shatter Dive combined with this fragment is busted, Bungie could go in and tweak that, that, that element of the fragment. They could say, well, the red flavor text perk is giving this fragment XYZ, let's rein that in a little bit. And guess what? PvE has no idea that that's happening. We're like, yeah, fine, you can mess with Shatter Dive and that thing all you want. It's not messing with me and my cool build that I like to run through Strikes and Nightfalls with. I am safe. That would be the start. 
having perks abilities aspects fragments and things that actually have different perk sets this is something that 30 and so gaming has always promoted on the rageous roundtable he was like every gun should have two skill trees one should be for crucible one should be for you know pve so then bungie makes a change to the gun in crucible they're actually not doing that you know what i mean just for clarity is the rant pointed at smith and blackburn or cosmo and deej I have no issues with Deej. It's it's the other two chuckleheads that I don't like. I don't they they're I think that they're unprofessional. I don't I don't Luke Smith and Blackburn. I I think that they do good work. I I don't have any issues with them. I don't have any issues with them. Yeah, the community managers are the ones that I was ranting about. They're the ones that use their platforms to to block people and virtue signal and publicly lie about me and damage my reputation and career to save face because they have no true virtue to speak of. They're liars, you know? Publicly admitting you took place in blacklisting and marking for exclusion while also lying about me? Man, way to hit two birds with one stone. It's just a clown. People don't like Luke Smith because they want somebody to blame. They want somebody to blame. Seriously. They're like, oh, the game's not good. It's got to be Luke Smith's fault. Oh, the game's not good. It's got to be Activision's fault. Everybody wants a scapegoat, right? Everyone wants a scapegoat. Every time something's wrong, you can't be like, well, there's got to be one singular person to blame for this. I, you know what I'm saying? I've never bought into that mentality. I think Luke's got good ideas and has taken the game in a good direction. I think that Beyond Light has its problems, but it also has its 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 things that they've improved and, and made better. So... Robert Jones. Do you think Bungie will return to having separate loot pools for each core playlist? Loot is a huge motivator. Well, they've talked about that. There's two weapons coming to Strikes, two coming to Crucible, and two coming to Gambit. They're all separate. Um, I have no idea how we're going to pursue them, because right now, there's a grenade launcher that only drops in Gambit, a pulse rifle that only drops in Crucible, and a shotgun that only drops in Strikes. There is literally no way to pursue them. They just kind of randomly drop. So... If they add these new weapons, then yeah, there'll be three weapons per playlist that only drop there, but how do we get there, you know? And then there's the three going into the Nightfalls. The Swarm, the um, the Swarm, and the Palindrome, and the Shadow Price. So, that's, uh, you know... That's what they're doing. Now, as far as them doing that, I you know, that's a motivator, but only if uh, only if we get what we want. You know what I mean? Radical. You think there's a benefit to a playlist with strictly gunplay to help alleviate the stasis ability problems? Oh, you're so adorable. It's a repeat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm trying to channel my inner Gina from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> uh, anyway, we already had this question, and it's... It's awful, and I forgive you. Met Pack. Met Pock? Anyway, I hear a lot of talk about Bungie not being able to monetize Crucible being the reason nothing gets added. Is a season model for PvP, specifically Trials, the best way to fix this issue? Yes, I agree with you. I actually um, I actually put that here, okay? I put it here. Stop blaming free-to-play. I believe applying the season pass model to Crucible and the vendor is the best way forward. Hey, new cool things new cool seasonal stuff and guns to chase and they're grayed out if you're not a season pass owner it's that simple you can't call that pay to win and if free to play players complain as I say 
in this section free to play players complaining doesn't matter to me I don't care what they think I don't if they have feedback on the game and the gunplay and the abilities sure we would love to hear from you if they have criticisms of how the payment structure works I don't care like their input is in in the most literal way their input is meaningless oh it's unfair I shouldn't have to pay ten dollars thank you for saying something that literally is meaningless you know no no one cares what you think like Oh, you spent money? Okay, well, cool. Now you can talk about the actual content since you paid for it. If you're a freeloader, then your opinion matters almost nothing at all. Their input's only helpful if they're talking about the game and the gameplay. Well, that's not fair. I had to spend money. Okay. As I said, go to Fazoli's and do that. You know, the breadsticks are free, but you got to pay for everything else. You're going to complain about that? Well, here's the thing. What if I don't want the breadsticks? And you take the amount of bread that you would have given me and you go back and make me a pizza. Isn't that basically the same? So I'm essentially owed a free pizza, right? No, get the frick out is what they would say. That's stupid. Like free-to-play players, freeloaders can hit the bricks. If they don't like stuff being behind a paywall, that's literally the setup of this game. That's the way the season pass is set up. It's the way the new activities are set up. It's the way the new loot is set up. That is how you put new loot in a playlist and make money from it. It's that simple. What if they introduce it a bread pass, ten dollars for unlimited breadsticks? Listen, I'd have to, I'd have to weigh that. I don't know. That's a hard choice. Unlimited breadsticks for ten dollars. I don't know. Or leave and come back with a mustache and and just keep getting free breadsticks with water. It's hard. That's a hard choice. Last question from underscore underscore. Should climbing PvP ranks be significantly harder? Eh, I don't know. It you know is kind of generic. It's to me this is what I think they need to do with ranking we need valor and honor no I'm sorry I'm sorry I said that wrong honor and prestige so we need an honor rank and a prestige rank with Zavala so prestige goes up when you're doing nightfalls but it also raises your honor honor goes up when you're running strikes and that's it same way they do glory and valor okay so I think they both need that right I think that would be uh, that would be helpful to uh to do uh and and as far as like ranking up goes i think there should be some sort of a ranking with it should matter right if they add those ranks it it should it should also matter like there should be something that you're getting in strikes there should be a rank with zavala and you should be seeing that progress and getting stuff and seeing cool things and 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 caring about your seasonal rank right same thing with crucible like there should be a better reason than just like well you get a powerful drop on the rollovers like no one cares about that you know no one cares about that so um at the at the end of the day at the end of the day we need a reason to play we need a reason to play and that is the true value add that we need to see for the crucible new modes and new maps they'll age and they're not really where the where the love is you gotta have a reason and I really think you do it with the NPCs seasonal rank seasonal stuff cool rewards some guns and some gear and you're good you're good to go and you update that every season and you put it behind a paywall ship it okay we're gonna keep on talking and keep on hanging out we might have some VIPs that want to call in if you're not a, a VIP um, 
if you're not a VIP, you can choose to become a VIP and then elect to call in. We uh, we usually do it if there's at least two or three people uh, to call in. So, um, if you're listening to this in the other places, I'm always live Monday through Friday at, S- at sntrlive.com. sntrlive.com will bring you right here to the live channel. If you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. And if you're listening in the other places, please like, share, and subscribe.